Had us on tapes, the 80s had us all apes, youngest gorillas up the bat at home plate. That was an uncanny era. Guns in my pants, yeah, ex-clan head with dreads at the top of my fade. Homicide and feds on the block where I played. B-ball, that's when I wonder, was I here for the calls or B-calls? Cause Ray Charles could see the ghetto. Was told to stay strong and I could beat the devil. Cause yo, I used to play Apollo balcony seats. Watching niggas swing races in the front row. Then out in the streets, the car show. 560s, chemical afros. Acaras pumping super lovers, seeing Casanova live. Six P asses busting out of their clothes, wearing lip gloss, big door knockers pillin' their earlobes. So where them years go, where the old gold beers and chairs go. But now them shorties here though, so the do rags are back, fitted hats, snorkels and furs. Like his island bus is still packed. What's the word? The drinkers stay drinking, a puff of the herb, and now I'm still enjoying life ride. One more time. The do rags are back, fitted hats, snorkels and furs. Like his island bus is still packed. What's the word? The drinkers still drinking, a puff of the herb, and now I'm still enjoying life ride. Thing. The hardest thing is to forgive, but God does. Even if you murdered or robbed, yeah, it's wrong, but God loves. Take one step toward him, he takes two toward you. Even when all else fell, God supports you. I done it, got God's son on my stomach. My heart and my lungs was affected from hennies and getting blunted. Do your body right and it loves you back. You only get one life, and yo, because of that, I'm still blazing, going out for the cause. Still rock a stock of caps, not for the waves, obeying no laws. Yo, the like to back, fitted hats, snorkels, and furs. Right, cause Allen Buster still packed. What's the word? The drinkers stay drinking, a puff in they herb. And I'm still enjoying life's ride. One more time. The do rags are back, fitted hats, snorkels, and furs. Right, cause Allen Buster still packed. What's the word? The drinkers still drinking, a puff in they herb. And I'm still enjoying life's ride. Right. Hey. Welcome to 1212 Lightwork with Sojourner Drew. It's a pleasure and it's an honor. And it's a privilege to be able to share any information with you guys. Um, love you, no matter what. Whether you understand it now or not, I love you. Um, so the theme of today, don't mind the music, it was just some old school Nas, man. Nas, when I was younger, just always got me into the mode of thinking and, and like breaking down the things that he was saying, whether if it made sense or not. I just knew that there was some brolic to it. It's just like it was a hidden message always in his lyrics. And like, if you could just decipher it a little bit, you would just understand and be a little bit smarter. That's how Miles always made me feel. So there's a whole bunch of hidden stuff that he never released out there in this is diamond mine. Um, so just to share that little bit of tidbit, whether people know what it is, know where it came from, it's, it's a very brilliant song. Um, so getting straight to it. Is why did all this happen? Why are we even talking about this stuff? And if you are any type of esoteric or any type of sacred, ancient knowledge or even masonry or even Illuminati, whatever the case may be, there's a reason behind all of this. I promise you, there's not just no happenstance or coincidence that people may even be using those words or terms, Illuminati or Illuminari. And those things need to be explained. They need to be defined and, you know, and be factualized so people can actually get the information but also know the resources where to go look up the information themselves and so they can discern whether this is real true or, or not 
Um, so with, with with that being said, and without further ado, I'm gonna give you the, the introduction to Mrs. Ashiana Dean because I feel like you know Ashiana Dean has brought a lot to the table from the tippy top on down, and from her we'll bring it on down. And if there's any other information that supersedes Ashiana Dean, I love to know about it. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to even read it or even sit down and talk about it because that's the next step from there. If you know about Stargates and knowing how to be able to get out of here and go to these other places and other universes, then please, I'm all ears. But until then, Ashana Dean for me and maybe a couple other people like Lisa Renee and a little bit of, you know, some people that are scratching the surface like Graham Hancock or, you know, David Wilcox or maybe even some little bit of David Ike if he's scratching that surface of being a spiritual infinite being and being able to access these stargates and why all this drama of not knowing human beings not knowing where they came from and how divine they are why why did this happen you know why are we in this state of amnesia so to speak Ashandine Understanding with per- through personal experience that there is life beyond the body here. One of the first things I learned was once you have a near-death experience, it opens up your fifth DNA strand template and a bit of your fourth, which means the consciousness from D5, which is part of your soul, and D4, your astral consciousness, make a link and they come back into body with you. So you still have an open conduit. This was one of the reasons, on the higher levels, my own identity had allowed a near-death experience to take place. So I could get more of myself into my body faster. So I could wake up here more quickly. So I could do the job that I had commissioned to do before I even came, that I didn't remember because my DNA had shut down. Every one of you have a part of yourself that knows exactly why you came here, exactly what your history is, where you were before, what you were part of, what you were doing. You don't have to have a near-death experience to begin to bring that part of your awareness back into body. And believe me, once you start to realize why you're here, it changes everything. First of all, you start to realize there's no such thing as an unimportant person. There is no such thing as somebody who is worthless. There is no such thing as somebody who doesn't fit or doesn't belong. And there is no such thing as a sinner. All right, now this, is a big one, the sinner concept. There's a book that used to be a nice book, Once Upon a Time, before the Council of Nicaea got a hold of it in 325 AD on behalf of the Roman Empire and changed some books around. (laughs) Once Upon a Time, the book that we call the Bible now was about 20 times bigger than it is and the word sinner wasn't used once. We were not ever looked on by God as lowly, pathetic, bad creatures that could be manipulated by guilt to hopefully get back into God's favor. Why? So we wouldn't have to feel so miserable all the time down here. So maybe we could have what we needed. So maybe we didn't have to be afraid of death. There are teachings, teachings that we're beginning to bring back here. The Cathara teachings were part of biblical texts. See, the, the Bible, what became the Bible, was part of a much larger series of books called the Maharada books. They were the teachings of the inner Christ. They were the teachings that Jesus taught. They were the teachings that John the Baptist and Miriam taught, that the Essenes taught 2,000 years ago. They were the teachings that, after that, 
the Cathari of southern France taught and were killed for it in 1244 AD when they were exterminated by, again, the Church of Rome, I believe, the Roman Catholic Church. There were, there have been pieces of these books and the information contained within them preserved mostly in verbal tradition since they were last given in, in physical text, which was in the time of Jeshua, or Jesus, 2,000 years ago. Actually, 10 AD is when they were translated into writing. Jeshua was born in 12 BC, and by 10 AD, the, he and the people around him began the translations on the Maharata texts. The Maharata texts are part of a larger, huge body of information called the Emerald Covenant CDD plates, Cloister Doratura plates, they're ancient holographic discs that were given to this race in 246,000 BC, I believe. The SR race is that old and older. They were the original founders race records of who we were, why we were put here, what our commission was, how science works, how spirit works, how stargates work, how ascension works, and how to have a good time while you're in 3D. <laughs> because God wanted us to have a good time because God's a loving God, not a wrathful God. The Maharada teachings, which were the teachings that pertain specifically to the inner Christ, which is the inner Templar, the energy systems and consciousness and spirit systems that run the body hologram, they also had teachings of the Templar, what we're to be getting the teachings of next weekend, where you're dealing with the bodies and the, the, the body of the Earth's anatomy. You, the systems we'll learn about this weekend about our subtle body anatomy also pertain exactly and directly to the planet, to a galaxy, and to universes. It is the core template structure that the universe was built on, and every microcosmic aspect of the universe follows that same template pattern. It is the pattern by which energy from source circulates through the 15-dimensional system and individuates itself into all sorts of manifestations. These teachings, the teachings of the Maharada, the inner Christos, the inner Templar, were the teachings of the law of one. The law of one refers to a body of teachings that told us about our relationship to source, where source is a collective intelligent consciousness, eternal, limitless, boundless, that shows in order to understand itself better, to create a framework of reality where a hologram of three-dimensional manifestation could take place. So Source first turned itself into the hologram, the structures, dimensions, and time matrices, and energy body structures. And then Source continued to individuate itself. And it created suns, and planets, stars, galaxies. And it continued to individuate itself. And it created life forms to live on those planets, and stars, and galaxies. The law of one teaches us that each and every one of us are a manifestation, a direct face and manifestation of the consciousness of God. Where is God? There comes a time when you really understand the breadth of the Maharada teachings, where you don't have a weird reaction to the statement of someone saying, I am God. It doesn't mean, I'm God and I'm your boss. I get to boss over you because I'm God and you're not. That's not what it means. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm the creator of the universe and therefore I know everything and I can be arrogant about it and obnoxious. That's showing how much you don't think you're God because ego doesn't fit into that consciousness. When you can say I am God, you are acknowledging the fact that a piece of source 
individualized itself as you. And you'll also recognize at the same time that every other being is also a piece of source, individualized. Source is learning to know itself progressively, eternally, through manifesting itself in a multitude of forms. These are the teachings that Jesus taught. These are the teachings that the Essenes traveled from place to place to teach and got hunted by all sorts of people because of it. We have been taught in our cultures a gross twist and distortion of our relationship to God. We've been taught God is way out there someplace, and we're way down here someplace, and there's this big space in between the two. We have been taught that, not because they were the original teachings from Source, not because they were even the original teachings from Jesus. We were taught that because certain people, let's refer to them right now as the Illuminati Collective, who are in places of power since the Atlantean period, which technically ended in 9558 BC, they decided they'd like to run the world. They decided they would like to take over this planet and its stargates. And they decided the way to do that was to hijack the consciousness of the other life forms that lived here. And they knew Templar mechanics, so they knew how to do it. Templar mechanics, the inner Christos teachings, they were used and twisted in a way that created an ability by certain Illuminati forces. They call themselves Illuminati because they were illuminated. And it was a very arrogant way of looking at it. They had the technical teachings left, but what they lost contact with was the law of one. What they lost contact with was the feeling of source within them to where they could never hurt another life form because they knew it was only the self. Because there was only one self. That was the God self. And that is all. The Illuminati races had the first distortions in genetic code on this planet. Their distortion in genetic code created within their consciousness a reciprocal distortion where they began to make a division in their own understanding between God, themselves, and other people to the point where they could inflict harm on other people and justify it by scientific teachings without having any conscience. As to or recognition that the people they were harming were, the, were another face, another aspect of themselves, because all were God. These teachings that once upon a time gave us freedom and the absolute free will joy to create, co-create with Source, the collective of what Source is. We were given those teachings for a joyful creation here. But they were taken and they were twisted into a control dogma. That control dogma took numerous types of forms. The first forms after Atlantis that came up, came up through Sumerian culture, where we got stories of things like the god Marduk and these kind of things. We got creator god stories, gods Jehovah, gods Marduk, all sorts of gods. We had godlets running around all over the place in the old Sumerian days. And then we had the Egyptian period, where even more gods came into the scene. And all of a sudden, gods weren't the living presence of spirit within you. Gods became things out there and beings who said, I'm your God. In other words, I'm your bully. We lost touch with the teachings that allowed the force and consciousness and cognition of being God to move through us. The teachings took us from saying, no, that's not right. This is God. You have to worship this out here, outside of yourself. Now, that couldn't have been done to us if the planetary grid distortions hadn't taken place. 
If that hadn't happened, if the things to the planetary grids hadn't happened and our DNA was functioning the way it was designed to function, nobody could have done that to us. Nobody could have told us a lie about the relationship to God because we were a living embodiment of that knowing. But when our DNA became distorted, when our DNA templates became distorted because the planetary grids became distorted, we lost the conscious awareness while we were in our 3D bodies of what our relationship to source was. And it was very frightening because we were an avatar race that was used to knowing that God was always with us and a part of us and we were part of God. We had our memory banks wiped. And there were several instances, I'll get into it in this workshop, but in the Templar workshop, we'll touch on a few moments in history that were actually, that actually survived in the records in the Bible, like the Tower of Babel. We call that the Babylon Massacre, because we've been Babylon ever since. Because what happened in the Babylon Massacre, and I believe that was 3470 BC, that's when a major acceleration in the grid damage was done to the planet, and it totally knocked well, she our says great, she means the ley lines, the electromagnetic grid of the planet that, that runs your body as well. In the chemical DNA that I told you about. Okay, welcome back, Sir Turner Drews. It's toward full of light work. Um, just to start off, I hope that you guys were actually even in grateful appreciation of how Ashiana Dean explained it, because she's really, really straight to the point. She's very, very knowledgeable, and she knows what she's talking about. I promise. She's on her, she's on her one too. She's been doing it for a long time. Um, I just was introduced to her probably like 2013, 14. Um, my, my youngest son was born. He's seven now. Um, one oh eight. So basically, 2014. I'm a, I'm blown away by how she explains it. So that was the thing before I even it was able to find that footage or audio. I was already going to explain some things, but to find that in the midst of this show, that was absolutely amazing. Okay, so. Why all this happened? I'm going to read from the Kelantic, and obviously it comes from the AzraitePress.com. But there's a page if anybody wants to go to it at any time. It's just why all this happened. You'd want to know, right? So why was all this allowed to go this far? This bad? The why has an interesting answer. Imagine Christeg races, eternal races in the Edon levels, the middle domain levels. There was a curiosity, innocent wonder, a curiosity about the full nature of God's source. They know they have the ability to incarnate themselves into the outer domains and explore what God is. And sometimes, just sometimes, of course, the way to know something is fullest is to know fullest what is this, what is this not? To understand the Christ code, some collectors chose to express as its opposite in order to find out what that meant because if nobody ever did it, nobody would ever know. The opposite of divine order was a course of study taken by certain eternal collectives in the Edons. The races out here, of which our races are a sole part, were part of that study team. It is as 
if there's a part of ourselves that is back there and never left and is there knowing it's in a part of themselves they didn't send it out for misery we all agreed to that point we are one self so we agree let's try this right since there's a reality field out there that can really go nuts and we can find out answers to everything that you can only guess as if you don't experiment it if you don't try because there will always be the path of the Christ back there was always a choice of free will to come back in and follow natural laws of physics as they apply to these systems to get you back home and get you back in but if you chose, if an incarnate chose to use its independence to fulfill the will of opposite expression, it was actually a sadness to the part of the self that stayed in the Edons. But it was respected. And what was respected also was that there were amazing things to learn about what source is not and why source is what it is, why the Christ code is what it is and why it is eternal. Why it's better to be nice than nasty. Why it's better to share or why it's better to love Source and have an open co-creative relationship with it than it is to not have a direct relationship with Source. They learn about what ego means. What means to be sourceless. To feel yourself sourceless to the point that you have to pretend and play games with yourself and create a false Source that you call yourself. Alone and think you have the right to go and walk all over everything else because you're on top. There was all sorts of lessons that were learned. Can all these happen just because we were curious? No. It's because we love Source so much in those places where we haven't forgotten how to do that that we wanted to know every aspect of Source. And by experiencing the highs of its opposite expression, it made Source and our love for Source ever more precious. So we can love Source the most fully and completely by experiencing what it meant to know the lack of Source. And then you go back with absolute humility and absolute love and gratitude. There's a place of peace and understanding why this is all right, actually. Source knows that nothing can ever be outside of itself. Everything is in source so you can't be thrown out into a universe that doesn't have source you can only be thrown out into a universe that has forgotten it is a part of source so this is not an issue for the beings that know internally and you hold a part of your being that knows eternally that's how you got here in the first place when you have things like systems and starfire, some beam will get out, some others will call fall, and some will black hole fall, etc. Well, black hole fall has an end of story too, and that end of story is a path of exploration, of learning to do many things that they might have forgotten a long time ago. Once all these things are learned, there is still a peace, even for those races that chose the anti-Christic expression stand in return as space dust and not with this full memory matrix the thing is they never left in the first place and they are still loved and capable of love and so 
and being able to share that little tidbit, you know, the key line to give why these things have happened and got this far, you know, understanding a little bit of a balance. And in my incarnation in this lifetime, I've been super out of balance and out of whack by using my opinions and probably my judgment or maybe even just my overall arrogance and ignorance, just hurting people, whether it be maybe mentally, physically and emotionally. And I want to apologize for anybody and everybody I've came across in this incarnation that I've hurt, whether it be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, subtly, either subconscious or unconscious or even just conscious. I want to apologize because, you know, being responsible for where we put our energy and how we use our energy is only on us always. So I want to apologize. And as I do that, I want to, you know, forgive everybody that's ever done anything to me or done the same thing. You know, forgive you of your trespasses as well. Please slay it always. Perpetual forgiveness. Um, thank you for listening, and I appreciate that. Um, that, that explains a lot. And so the journey right now, because of the starfire cycle, and that's what will be explained, I guess, I have to now because it, it lines up with Stargate cycle. Starfire is an expedited process where they have to realign the Stargates. And because of how our universe works, the universe actually rotates as well. You got different star systems like you got the Palladians over here. You have Orion over there. You have Deneb and Vega and, you know, Sirius A and Sirius B. These are all different star systems in our solar system. But once every cycle which is maybe once every 25,000 years those star systems kind of align like the spine of a back and you have an ability to go up the line if you so choose and you're consciously aware of that choice and so because it's been so evilly handled down here to consciously keep us unaware you know of who we really are um they had to speed up the process it's called a starfire cycle and they sped up like fixing the energy grid of the planet, the ley lines, and then sped up our DNA process by bombarding us with just cosmic love and light and hitting us with, you know, uh, DNA changes to where we automatically just knew waking up, this was the process, whether if it be indigo, whether if it be a rainbow or a crystal or just a star seed, we knew that we were here for something more, something bigger, a purpose, and we were waking up to that. And so diets start to change and then way of life starts to change and relationships change and you know, a lot of things change because the whole energy of the planet is shifting out of a muckery of just straight evilness to try to elevate itself up the cosmic ladder like it's supposed to ascend back up to where God is. And we all have these innate abilities that we're not tapping into because of our DNA malfunctioning and not making right health choices by eating right, changing diet and you know, whether it be vegan or vegetarian, but just make better life choices with what you eat and put into your body because that's the temple. That's the holy grail. Your DNA actually accesses the gates that get you to different star systems. And if your DNA is not activated, you're not going to be able to go through the gate. And so to be able to access that, activate that DNA, you have to take care of the holy grail, which is you. And so take care of that will be, be eating the best fruits and vegetables and even if you got to eat meat pray over it eat the best meat and get the best water possible um, to activate that DNA DNA to access that 12 strand that Ashiana Dean explained that the other illuminated ones can't access because they've cut themselves off to compassion which is just universal love and understanding for everybody and everything they've lost their avatar self they can do some cool things but they've lost the capability of the avatar self
Um, ladies and gentlemen, love and light, light and love. I appreciate you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. This is Sojourner Drew with Light Work.